Schmicka gobla gobla gurfy wurfy. We're talking a Muppet Family Christmas. Hit it. It was 1987. Full House debuted on ABC. Aretha Franklin was voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Final Fantasy released its first game for Nintendo. And Jim Henson created a perfect Secret Wars, Crisis on Infinite Earth-style Christmas. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, special music, fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest, You'll know him as the host and Muppet expert from the Tubular Advent Calendar House podcast, Mike Westfall. Mike, how's it going? <laughs> going great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, your podcast is great. So I, I can't, I mean, every time I, I'm listening to it, it's just I'm drawn back to that era. And uh, your guys are always so funny, your guests, and, and uh, you just, you keep it lively. It's great. I'm I'm very fortunate to have met a lot of really fun people through podcasting, and it's great <laughs> to get them back every so often. So it, uh, it I mean it shows because you guys you always whoever's a guest that week you always have a great rapport and your banter back and forth is amazing and of course it's uh, funny as heck. So that's always <laughs> that's always like my number one for a podcast. Is it funny? If it's funny, yeah, I'll you know I'll listen to it. Hey, all right. <laughs> So let me ask you, because I know you are kind of a Muppets guy, and and I love the Muppets too, but uh, what is your history with the special? With the special, uh, I remember watching it the first night it aired. Um, I've always been, like, Muppets has just always been around in my life. One of my earliest memories, not just of Christmas, but of life, is when I'm four years old, my parents are decorating the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And the John Denver and the Muppets album is playing the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, and I'm yes. jumping on the couch, singing along with Miss Piggy. And that's one of the earliest <laughs> memories of just my existence. One of the first movies I saw with my wife was Muppets from space. So nice. I kind of hold that in higher regard than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching Sesame Street since before I could form memories of watching Sesame Street. And the Muppet show's always been there. I remember my parents having a poster for the Muppet movie, so it's their fault. <laughs> I think. Uh, so every time there was a new Muppet special, it was an event in my house. So right on. I love this special, like Big Bird loves shredded wheat and cranberry sauce. It's my absolute favorite. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of love right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because same thing. I remember growing up, always watching the Muppet Show. You know, of course, back then it was in syndication and. Uh, yeah. I remember all the Muppet movies. Somehow, I've only caught the end of this one every time it aired, back when it first aired. And I never saw the whole thing. And then I kind of forgot about it until about 10 years ago. And all of a sudden, I rediscovered it. And now it's like, like I wish it had been a part of my life all those years because it's just so amazing. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been part of my wife's life. But I mean, again, she's all on board with all of the Muppet stuff that I love. Uh, We live in just outside of Orlando, Florida. So we live near Walt Disney World. So they used to have an attraction outside of the Hall of Presidents where it was great moments in Muppet history or great moments in American history with the Muppets. And the first time she took me that, like, she just took pictures of me smiling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome i wish they had something here in texas like that no nothing really <laughs> nothing muppety i can think of uh unfortunately but uh you know the one cool thing was that we could always turn on the tv and muppets would be there in some way shape or form and of course fraggle rock growing yes. up was uh, one of my favorites as well my um, father-in-law okay. and i bonded over fraggle rock and 
Really? He had it on one of the first times I was over her house and, I, and we just sat and watched it and was like, this is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been. <laughs> right on. Oh, man. Can, okay, I have to ask, did it bother you? Because I, I know you, you talked about it a little bit in your uh, the episode you did on your show, but does it really bother you that the John Denver, you know, when they're singing the 12 Days of Christmas, that it's just so different from, you know. From the, that special? From the I don't special. think it bothered me. I noticed it. Mm-hmm. But the album version is the definitive version for me just because same that here. came first. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I heard that one first and uh, I've played it for my kids. I don't know how many times, but. Oh, yeah. When I saw the special, I mean, it just bugged like the stuffings out of me. I just, you know, it was like, that's not who comes next. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a bit of a shock, I remember, but I, I, I was, it never bugged me. It was just like, okay, this is this version. But that special's a trip, man. It really that, is, yeah. <laughs> it's an hour long, but it feels like a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh Things man. In the 70s, especially just that variety show format, a lot mm-hmm. of the times it would just drag because it was a different generation. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's different from like the Muppet show where, you know, you have all this silly and silliness and zaniness and I mean there's just something that works about that, you know, compared to like the John Denver one and I think a lot of that has to do with John Denver's just his personality you know, and, and the subject matter. I mean, something about it, it just didn't jive like the other ones did. Mm-hmm. Of course, I still remember uh, when Christopher Reeve hosted and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, when the Star Wars guys came on. And <laughs> oh, man, I'm still waiting for seasons four and five. Come on, yep. Disney. Yeah. Got to do it, Disney. <laughs> they had that. They had a whole presentation on it during one of the conventions. Oh, they man. They showed it up on the big screen. Season four coming soon. And they had Gonzo's. Gonzo. Yeah. And it just never came. Uh, what a heartbreak. I mean, don't they even mention it? I think they, uh, Walter even mentions it on uh, like the extras of the Muppets movie that came out in, what was it, 2011? Yes, I think you're right. I think I remember that. <laughs> Good old Walter. So when the Muppets saying, "Come on, release it," I don't know, but uh, but anyway, so uh, a Muppet family Christmas. This one is is incredible. So the the premise essentially is that Fozzie takes all the Muppets to his mom's house to surprise her because he thinks she's going to be all alone, and. Of course, she has her own plans. She was going to rent the house and go to Malibu. And then antics ensue. And then there's like this cool, like I said earlier, Crisis on Infinite Earths type thing. You know, it's like an Avengers-style team-up with the Muppets <laughs> a, and yeah. uh, Sesame Street and Fraggles. And I mean, did it just like blow your mind when you first saw it? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the only times I've ever remember seeing that many Muppets on the screen at one time is the end of the Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. And a year before they had a special, it was celebrating 30 years of the Muppets, which is now older than 30. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a banquet (laughs) style almost where they're all sitting in a banquet hall having dinner and they were all kind of there and everybody was wearing formal suits. It was cute. Uh, But then there was this, this was more huddled together because they all have to kind of cram in the farmhouse. (laughs) Yep. And again, my friend Carl and I counted. We ended up at a, there were 105 different characters in that farm. Five. Oh my gosh. And I think that included Jim Henson at the end washing the dishes. But oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's he's Muppet like. That's a and, lot of Muppets. That's a lot of people's arms hanging up in the air. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't even imagine like how close, I mean, they were practically right on top of each other for a lot oh, of them. Yeah. yeah. I've been in that situation and uh, it's not pleasant. yeah i come from a big family too and uh our christmas parties just get crowded yes they do (laughs) oh man so okay so Fozzie and the gang it opens up of course they're driving to his mom's house Mm -hmm. and they're singing um we need a little christmas of course they change the lyrics a little bit you know Fozzie, we're all in a hurry kind of thing but right away it just like hits you in uh, as tis the podcast says it hits you in the christmas feels you know it, it just, does. 
that was the first time I ever heard that song. In really? That special. So every time I hear any other version of it, I forget that Fozzie honking his horn on his car isn't part of the song. <laughs> no, it's like, really oh, not. Oh, that's right. That was the thing they added. <laughs> yes. But and... every time I hear it, I still have to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to go Christmas caroling sometime. <laughs> I'm in. I'll totally pause for it. No, no All worries. Right. Yeah, so they're driving, and of course, right away, just starts off super Christmassy. Well, you know what? Before we even get into it, this is one of those specials that I gotta, I gotta mention. It suffers from. I mean, it's like notorious for being like just edited to pieces. You know, yeah. Like there's, I don't even know how many different versions out there where they take this out and they take that out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, And some of it, yes, was because of time for the different network, but most of it was just because of rights issues, you know? Yeah, between the the songs and the whole Disney acquisition of the Muppets, they only Mm -hmm. bought the Muppets. The Muppets, yeah. Sesame Street is still owned by its own company. Fraggle Rock stayed with Hanson. So it was a lot of back and forth, especially in the nineties and the early two thousands that the relationship between all of those entities was very cold and only in recent years has it started to warm up a bit. Yeah. My understanding was that he actually approached Disney earlier to try to, to sell the Muppets to them and, and the whole, you know, his his whole, um, Oh gosh, uh, canon, I suppose. Um, And it kind of just, fizzled out and so it wasn't until later that that they actually just like you said only took up took him up on the muppets um i wonder what it would have been like if they had done it i'm glad that they didn't also get sesame street that needed to stay separate because of the kind of program it is Mm. and the kind of service that it does so i'm glad that that's its own thing yeah it's more uh you know public access let's focus on children and learning kind of a you know kind of it's it's deal and, and there is, you're right, there is something to be said for that. Like they just released a couple of weeks ago that uh, thing on COVID-19. And it was oh, like- Oh, I a, haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it was like a whole, I mean, most of the time it, there's like doctors and, and you know, mm-hmm. things like yeah. that actually talking about it. But the, the, the Sesame Street gang interjects and there's a couple of little skits here and there and then they'll ask questions about it. And it's like a video conferencing kind of thing. And so it's pretty neat. Nice. Um, and of course, because of that, they're doing- uh, like a cookie monster has his own little snack time, snack chat. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those. Those are awesome. Uh, snack chat, snack, goody chat. <laughs> it's like the show where we snack more than we chat or something like that. And yeah. you know, they, they do that whole thing. And, and it's a, uh, so you're right there. It's geared towards a different audience. And I think that it should stay that way. But part of me also kind of wishes they could all just join together so we could get like a full version of the special. Finally. I you know. do, but Thankfully, I have a full version, um, and thankfully, enough people have uploaded the original airing on YouTube. Uh, yes, where you can actually <laughs> yes. see the commercials, commercials and all. Yeah. So, <laughs> a Muppet Family Christmas brought to you by Oshkosh Bogosh clothing for the entire family. The genuine article since 1895. That's the one that I always kind of gravitate toward because I just love watching those commercials. Uh, my friends in college had a VHS copy with commercials, so we would watch that. So nice. it's like double back memories for me. Right on. Yeah. Uh, we have an old Betamax tape. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Full of, uh, not, not of this special, but full of like Muppet shows and Thundercats and oh, um, stuff like that. And every once in a while we'll pop it in. It like barely works, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Wear it out. Yeah, exactly. It's going to go, but, but I'm okay with that. So yeah, the Muppets, they're, they're driving to Fozzie's house and uh, Doc, ar- Doc arrives and, you know, he's renting the place for the, the Christmas break and, and Fozzie's mom is going to go to Malibu and she took surfing lessons and everything. She's like so excited when suddenly who bam, Fozzie shows up with all them Muppet friends. But you know, I mean, Fozzie's mom is, I mean, she's a pretty great lady to kind of just let them all stay and cancel her plans. And absolutely just, she's a a classic hospitable mom. Mm -hmm. I feel like mine would do the same thing, but poor doc. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you he know. warmed up to it to his credit. He did. You're right. You're right. More but, certainly than I would have. 
Oh, for real. If I was planning like just a nice, <laughs> quiet getaway, oh, I would have been upset. Yeah. You know, first hashtag first world problems. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> really? You can rent a farmhouse for Christmas to have a nice quiet Christmas. You're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, of course, this begins the whole running gag of the falling on the icy patch, which is how you always uh, end your show, I've noticed. Yes, I try to work that into everyday conversation when I can. It's difficult living in the South, but, you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we don't get very many icy patches here. Nope. Oh, mind your step. Be careful. There's an icy patch there. No, because when we do, uh, people forget how to drive, and then you just, it's all, it's a mess after that. But (laughs) anyway. Um, so yeah, one by one as they're coming in, you can see each one kind of slipping and falling on the icy patch. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's always been really cool to me. Uh, and of course, Doc gets all mad. And then we realize that Piggy's not with them because uh, no. she calls and Animal picks up the phone and he's like so excited. You know, he's like, give me <laughs> presents, give me presents. And then he answers it and he's like, oh, pig. Oh, and he just pig. like throws the floor. <laughs> he just throws the phone down on the floor. Oh, it's so great. It's like, okay, I guess you don't like her, but I mean, you really don't like her. <laughs> I don't think it's that he doesn't like her. It's just that she's not present. Could be I don't that, know if she yeah. was expecting Santa on the phone or what? I, I don't know. It's animal. Who knows what's going yeah. on? <laughs> uh, but I guess he's not in control at this part yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Far off from that still. Yeah, so it makes sense. Uh, so, of course, she set up her own photo shoot. Of which course. is like such a piggy thing to do. Yep. I forgot about this eensy little photo shoot I just set up. And uh, I'm not going to do Piggy's voice because I'm terrible at Piggy's voice. But Teensy uh, <laughs> wincy little. Oh, I can't do it either. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Uh, and my falsetto is not bad, but it's, it's not Piggy. So <laughs> no. I'm going to refrain. And then we, I love the special because we get like a whole bunch of different, you know, subplots. It's like classic, like Jerry Jewel, you know, he just, yes. you know, it's it like, it moves. It's real snappy, you know, it's like joke after joke. But then mm-hmm. there's like a lot of subtleties too that, that you kind of have to watch it a few times to really pick up on everything, you know? Yeah, you do. I, I like everybody kind of coming in and getting settled and everyone having their one line. And then here comes Sam the Eagle going, why am I here? What? <laughs> oh, that's like my favorite joke out of the whole thing. I love Sam the Eagle. Yeah, Sam Eagle is so funny. Uh, of course, I love on Muppet Christmas Carol when he's like, it's the American way. And then <laughs> it's the British way. <laughs> it's classic. Oh, man. But uh, but yeah, he's that's like my favorite line. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, so we have like, we, we have the, the whole turkey, uh, the Swedish chef invites the turkey to come because he wants oh, to cook yes. the turkey and the turkey thinks, uh, so so on the one hand, he's like trying to avoid being eaten, but he's also trying to like hook up with Camilla. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there's kind like, of finds Camilla later in the special and he's like, well, I guess I'm staying now. <laughs> and he's like this, this cool cat beatnik turkey too he's got the dark sunglasses and the hat the kangol hat yeah yeah <laughs> oh man yeah so so there's that subplot and of course we have the uh the piggies missing subplot and then we have the the fozzy goes outside and makes a snowman and he it's like the perfect comedy duo yes, subplot i mean there's like the like all these threads that kind of interweave and they're they're just great and of course more people come so doc has to go find more spaces for them to stay you know and that kind of whole thing and so it's just it's like one thread and and jerry jewel just really like weaves them together really nicely yeah it's all very very seamless and it all makes sense in that sort of zany everything's happening in the background kind of sense that they've always tried to have with the muppet show and even with sesame street yeah yeah exactly one of the parts i always loved was uh when Kermit and Robin are like singing their song, you know, they sing like this yes. nice little sweet jingle bells. And then, you know, all of a sudden electric mayhem comes in and they're just like rocking out on jingle bell rock. And it's, they have the whole, they have a whole stage set up. They brought in a rig of lights. <laughs> well, Where was that in the truck? That's yes, exactly. They must've been sitting on it or something. I don't like know. Like a Mary Poppins truck. <laughs> well, it, it is the Muppets. So yeah. who knows? But you know, uh, someone pointed out to me one time that it's like anytime things 
get like too overly sentimental, like it's immediately broken up with like another joke. Yes. And, and this is like a perfect example of it. You know, it's, it's a it, perfect balance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they won't get to let you go too saccharine, but so yeah, they're doing, they're doing their thing. Um, so uh, oh, they're outside and Ralph shows up and Ralph, he gives another one of the great lines. And that's another thing I love about this special. It's like so quotable. Ralph's yes. doing his thing and he's, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. Was you know, that whole joke about the chasing cars. I and he's following like, the truck and boy, am I exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and Fozzie's like, oh, I love Kate. She loves canine humor. And <laughs> yeah, go in and tell mom. And that's how they keep the story moving. Too. Yeah, a- exactly. Yeah. That gets Rolf inside. Rolf interacts with Sprocket, Doc's dog. <laughs> oh, Rolf, Jim Henson doing Rolf as a, and just barking. It's just like, oh, wolf, wolf. wolf. <laughs> Did you see Jim Henson? Do you, have you ever seen him on the Arsenio Hall show? Uh, no, I missed his appearance on that one. I'll have it to check it out. right before he died. Oh, wow. Uh, he was on the Arsenio Hall show and he brings Rolf out and, you know, the audience is all doing hoo-hoo and he brings up Rolf. He's like, yeah, wolf, wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. There we go. <laughs> hey, out there. That's dog talk. Yes. Yes. You know what they're saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. Woo hoo hoo back at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. It's just so funny because Sprocket's really there like barking, you know, real barks. So then yeah, yeah, bark, bark, woof, woof. And of course, Doc's don't you hate it when you can't speak the language? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I always like, forget that part because I'm laughing too hard at Rolf. At Rolf, yeah. It, it just doesn't make any sense. But I just love it because, you know, he kind of communicates with Sprocket. So how does how does he not speak the language? You know, he, he knows about Fraggles from Sprocket. So, I mean, I just don't get it. But Yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> eh, it's all right. He took the two-week course. <laughs> there you go he yeah he knows uh he, he also com- conversational he he also gets mail for go well well that's true Mac. yeah so you're that's right about he that knows the word fraggle and then sprocket's ears perk up it's like i know who that is so maybe <laughs> so this i guess takes place before their meeting the last two episodes of fraggle rock then, or the last episode of fraggle rock then i think so yeah yeah although one of the things that always did kind of make me wonder is how did the Fraggles show up there? Like how far away is Doc's place from Ma Bear's country house? You know, it's be close if he's, if the Fraggles are still there. Renting it. Yeah. I don't remember where in America Doc's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't either, but that always just made me wonder. It's like, Whoa, the Fraggles are there too. How do they do that? Of course, I guess it's their holiday. That's just a little something I always wondered. And, no, that's a good question. I always just, you know, underground network. Yeah. yeah. Whole world underneath us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of a scary thought. <laughs> Mole man or something. <laughs> well, if it's anything like Fraggle Rock, we should be okay. Yeah, I agree. Those doozers are pretty cute. They'll keep it up. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So another one of my like favorite subplots is uh, Fozzie and, and the snowman, because I mean, they're like this great vaudevillian style comedy yes. duo, you know, like one sets them up and the other one, the other one knocks it out of the park there. And uh, it makes sense because Fozzie builds this snowman and it comes to life through the magic of Christmas, I guess. And he just starts singing <laughs> sleigh ride with them. And then they go on this joke bit and they're mm-hmm. just Fozzie finally found a partner that melds with him. It just took, you know, going out and building and it. actually creating one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's one. But seriously, Fozzie, what do you think of the weather we're having? It's so cold. How cold is it? It's so cold that when I opened my refrigerator this morning, there was a polar bear inside trying to keep warm. Ah. <laughs> but it's always cold at Christmas. Ah, Christmas. Time for Santa Claus and his eight prancing reindeer. That's reindeer. No. That's snow, darling. Ah! But it's it's so funny because they're like they're they're like they're killing it, you know. And even Doc, he's just kind of out there, just just hanging out, and and he's laughing at it too. So it must <laughs> yes. be pretty good, you know. And that's when we get the you know the whole um, 
I'm a snowman, you know. What's a snowman? <laughs> Nothing. What's a snow with you? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so great. You know, I, I always, I kind of miss being able to like go to something like that. You know, you can go to like comedians and, and they're funny and stuff, but yeah. but nothing like that I would want to take my kids to, you know. And I think they'd really no. enjoy like like that kind of vaudevillian, you know, let's go stand up and just say, you know, say a joke after joke after joke kind of thing. Right. You know, at least we have the Muppets to kind of get through yeah. that. Nowadays, it's always like they do something else. Like they're also a magician and the magician's funny. Yes, exactly. We took our kids to, it was like a sit down dinner show thing where they okay. have pans of pizza and salad and stuff. And here's a magician who's also funny. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't really get to go into the city much, although I guess I'm still technically part of DFW, but uh, I bet they'd have something like that around here. Anyway, so uh, Fozzie's all excited about his new partner, and so he goes in to tell Kermit, and of course Kermit gets called away again, and so he doesn't get to he doesn't get to deal with that, and um, there's like a whole thing where the Swedish chef is upset because there's like chickens and all that kind of stuff. Rats and chickens. <laughs> Rats and chickens, yeah. Yep. So they go up, and then that's when, like, uh, the turkey begins really getting on Camilla. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he meant he has, like, a funny joke, something about, like, her drumstick. Ooh, you got some drumsticks there, my fine feathered mama. But he invites uh, her outside for a little scratching and squawking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Gonzo comes in and breaks it up, and they almost come to blows. Yeah, yeah. I'll rip off your waddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I still don't know how that whole Gonzo and Camilla thing works, but, you know, it works. If the frog and a pig can get together, then... Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. Um, there's a game that we played about a year ago called Disney Heroes Battle Mode. And hmm. it's just like on, a, on a, you know, our phones. And okay. my daughter and I kind of played for a bit. And you're different Disney heroes and you make your own team and there's like different levels and, okay. you know, you can battle and stuff like that. But they released the Muppets about, I don't know, half a year ago or so, like around mm-hmm. November-ish. So they had Gonzo and Piggy and Animal. Gonzo always had like three chickens as like one of his attacks. Like they would all come out. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Piggy would, you know, uh, karate kick and karate chop and all that stuff. But uh, and Animal was more like a support guy where he'd play his drums and then your guys would attack faster and (laughs) stuff like that. But I I don't know. It just it. I always thought it was kind of cool that they incorporated like the chickens into it. (laughs) Shoots him out of cannon. Yeah, I will. I wish he had, uh, you know, he'd kind of be shot out of a cannon for real. But oh, well. Yeah, it was a fun little game, but we start to get into like the home movies. And this is where they also drew in the Muppet Babies from Muppet Takes Manhattan and like mm-hmm. the Muppet Babies cartoon. And I always thought that was so cool. Uh, the Muppet Babies and Muppet Takes Manhattan. Of course, when I saw this years ago, I was like, oh, great. That's perfect. It works it all in, you know. And it was so cool because you see these kids and 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 I don't know which one's canon and which one's not in the Muppets universe. Uh, <laughs> I'm still confused about that. But uh, if we take this to be, you know, canon, then yes, they all went to like daycare together, I, I suppose. Right. They keep it, um, they keep it kind of oblivious, I guess is the word I'm thinking of. They keep that line blurred because Muppets take Manhattan piggies. Like, imagine if we knew each other when we were little and that's what sets up this Muppet baby scene. And then they make the cartoon from based on from, that scene. Mm-hmm. So... Which I used to and love. Then that this cartoon. comes around, and no, it's actually real, which is fun. But I always enjoy seeing the actual Muppet versions of them. Me too. They're yeah, just, it's just a cool thing to be able to see. It's like, oh, they made these. <laughs> yeah. You better watch out. You better not cry. It's Miss Hamhock when she was just a little sausage roll. Yeah, I, I always prefer it's it's like a, I love Frosty the Snowman. I do, you know, the Rankin Bass special, but mm-hmm. I like Frosty better when he was in uh, Christmas in July. Okay, you know, and he's yeah. there in in the full animagic puppet, just like uh, Rudolph and Santa. Mm-hmm. And something about that to me, it just makes him more special because I guess you know it's three D. It just it feels more real, you know. Yeah. It's more tangible. He's got the yellow scarf; it makes it pop more. Yeah, and his hat, his magic hat, turned from black to. Uh, orange oh, yellow right. as well. 
Yeah. I always like to think of it's, it's like a whole separate universe, you know, like there's a multiverse of Rankin Bass and yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why at the end of uh, Rudolph, you know, he's like grown, but in Rudolph's shiny new year, you know, he's got the, the small horns again. So. Yeah. Yeah. I covered that one too. When you get to that, that episode of my show, we talk about that. Yeah, that w- it used to bother me, and so it wasn't until I, I started reading like all these multiversal comic books that I'm like, oh, okay, they're separate universes, and it's the only way I can take it. <laughs> the actual reason they did that is because they didn't keep the models. When they right. made the original models for Rudolph, they weren't thinking, oh, we're going to make a whole bunch more of these, and this is going to be super successful. So they didn't take good care of them, and they ended right, up selling right. a bunch. And somebody kept it in an attic and they had an original Rudolph and original Santa. And that ended up on that antique roadshow years later. Yeah. And they were legit, but they're not in great condition, but now they're like in a traveling exhibit. So yeah. They've been restored end. as best, of course, as best they could. Right. But yeah. And then each one of those specials also was um, uh, financed by a different company. It was like sponsored by, yeah, and right. so of course they had their own spin on them. And yep. so there's all that, but, but to just, you know, to make my own, to make it make sense to me, I had to, I have to think of it as, oh, well, this is, you know, universe one and here's, you know, earth two yeah. and here's earth. You know, I mean, that's the only way Gotta I can have your it. own head cannon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the Muppets, you know, and someone once told me that like, in their opinion, whenever they played a character that wasn't canon, but whenever they were themselves, it was, I don't know if that really works out. Cause I haven't, I haven't tried to make it work out yet, but for now that's a, it's a pretty good working theory. I think. Yeah. That's clever. I like that. <laughs> so yeah so Muppets Christmas Carol you know they're clearly playing characters so yeah. but yeah anyway so um of course the Swedish chef and the uh well actually before this the uh the Sesame Street gang arrives they're like Carol. Yeah, this was right right again it's the turkey and gonzo we're about to get the blows Kermit yeah. kind of breaks them up it's like I hear me thinks me hear carolers oh yeah the classic and here comes the Sesame Street gang yeah oh man of course they they do their thing and what i always thought was really cool was that elmo wasn't really famous yet he was just baby monster Uh, well it was after elmo became elmo but it was early days of elmo yeah it was like wasn't it pre-kevin clash no kevin it's not before kevin clash he had started voicing elmo at that point this is 87 he started in i think 1984 or oh i see okay but again it was very early so he hadn't blown up as a oh thing. i see okay I, no lines in this no no it completely just nothing i always thought it was before him because uh, just due to that fact but i guess that makes sense yeah but they have like some really obscure ones back there uh you know like uh was it um sully and uh i think his name's sully, Biff. yeah of course you have like sherlock hemlock and uh is forgetful Jones there? I think I saw him. I, I don't remember. I have a list somewhere, but I didn't, I didn't pull it up, but he oh, might that, be there. Uh, that's the okay. Most, I think the most obscure one I saw was Oscar the Grouch's Puerto Rican cousin, Osvaldo. Osvaldo. Yes. Uh, I did read that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I actually, I didn't notice him. And then I, I went back and when I was looking it up, I, you know, it saw his name and I thought, Really? He's in there? And so then I had to go back, and sure enough, there he he's there in the back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Puerto Rican. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're caroling, and, uh, you know, everybody's like, hey, come on in. And, of course, Doc's like, more people? And and then he's the one who goes up to build bunk beds. To build for... bunk beds. Well, it was either that or he was going to have to give up his hammock. Oh, well. Okay. In the attic. So Yeah, that's right. That was his idea. Rocket, <laughs> get me a hammer. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, but before that, he meets uh, he meets Ernie and Bert, this and they cool. go through that whole little small talk bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hey, Doc starts with the letter D. <laughs> Why? Yes. Yes, and yes starts with the letter Y. <laughs> true. And true starts with the letter T. Hey, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Where we come from. This is small talk. What was great oh, about good... Jim Henson? Is he that's was a good never book. afraid to get meta like that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's why I like community so much because it's really meta too. And uh, yeah. I mean, this is just, it's so, you know, this is like where it all started, you know, uh, the Muppets, they, they always did that. And uh, I mean, even sometimes on Sesame street, they'd kind of go meta as well, but every once in a while they would, but they knew where to kind of draw the line because they didn't. Right. Cause it was more for kids. Yeah. I remember there was a, Something I read where Mr. Rogers wanted to have Big Burn on, but he wanted to have Carol Spinney on and like show them how 
show uh, the kids how the costume worked, and mm-hmm. Carol Spinney vetoed it. Like, let's not ruin that yet for as young as your audience and our audience is. Let's let's not go there. Yeah, that's so cool. So he just had Big Bird on the show instead. Oh, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that episode because uh, I, I used to watch Mr. Rogers I a lot too. But... faintly remember it. I don't remember. Like I can picture it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it except for that article I remember reading. Oh, uh, excuse me, mister. Um, I, I, I'm going to have a little race here. Would you mind helping me and being a judge? See, what we're going to do is we're going to have a foot race here, and you could be the judge for me. Well, I'm waiting for someone to come for me, and when he comes, I'll have to leave. Oh, well, that's okay, because this won't take long, see? Mr. Snuffleupagus and I are going to race all the way around the block, and then when we get back here, we got, this is the finish line, and you decide who gets here first, okay? Well, I'll stay as long as I can. Oh, good. I appreciate it. It's funny, because it seems like a lot of the things I remember are mostly about He-Man and Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all selective memory, and it's yes, all starting yeah. to get blurry for me. The the more I think about it, it's like, oh, okay, no, there was G.I. Joe and Voltron. But, I, you know, I know I saw, like, every single episode of The Muppets. I just, I don't remember <laughs> yeah, as, as much there. as I well, wish. And again, it's that variety show format where sometimes it was rapid fire and other times it just dragged. Oh, yes. So. Like the very last one, uh, the finale of their first season where they had, like, those uh, those weird puppeteer guys come on. I mean, that one oh, was yeah. just... You know, like the choreography mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, it was... Uh, and it was I, cool at the time. And yeah, that was, it was for a different audience. It was for a different generation, I guess. Yeah. When uh, when I went back and saw it, I was like, okay, next. And so I just put in the next disc. But, uh, but I do remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing it in syndication. I just don't remember liking it. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but hey, like you said, different time. Yeah. So the turkey and... Um, He's he's into it now with the chef. You know, the chef like finally <laughs> figures out that okay, no, you know, gobla gobla, and, <laughs> and and the turkey's like, oh, all right, all right, yes, I'm the turkey. You know, I'm the turkey, I'm the turkey. But wait, a, get a load of this, and he like opens a door, <laughs> and it's and a big you bird. Hear the crack of thunder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> yes. The old- Castle thunder. Oh Stop. man, yeah, it's like d- dark shadows or something. Just and it's it's so great. And and uh, what I really love is that the chef just like throws the pan <laughs> over his shoulder, <laughs> like he knows there's no way there's no way it's fitting, so he just throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. I just remember thinking he was in shock, a <laughs> giant bird. Yeah, I mean that's just to me that always stood out because he's just like like. There's no way he's going to fit in this, but... Oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, we get to another funny bit that I always liked, which is, uh, you know, right after that, they're watching the news, and it's that Muppet... uh, the the newscaster. The Muppet newscaster, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, he always... he Like, anytime he says something, of course, you know, if if it can be turned into a physical bit, it always is. And so, in this case, it's the, you know barometers are falling sharply and so they start oh, to no. fall <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> that was it's, always one of my favorite pieces and it's like well like that's one thing- what get, got me into just dad joke humor right away. <laughs> it's definitely dad joke uh oh, territory yeah. there yes <laughs> but what i really love is that as soon as that happens then they cut straight to like scooter who's like laughing at him I don't know if you ever noticed that. Like, Scooter's just like... Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Then he glances out the window and it's like, oh, he's right. It's really coming down out there. And, of course, the count then starts to count mm-hmm. and all yep. that stuff. But I always liked that uh, Kermit's worried and, and Doc's like, oh, that's one worried frog. And so then, you know, the count is like, <laughs> what? One, one worried frog. And Robin's Rob he's like, not the only one. That's, that's two, two. <laughs> two worried frogs. <laughs> it's, and there's it's, that... Canned lightning, canned thunder sound again. <laughs> exactly, and it's it's just it's so brilliant the way they did that. And it, again, you know, they're kind of they're kind of getting real intense and and building mm-hmm. up the suspense. And then all of a sudden, oh, let's break it up with a joke. <laughs> it's yep. he just he does that so masterfully. And and the Muppets, I mean, they acted it out. Their performers just they just made it so seamless. It's fantastic. Let's see. Then there, there's a couple more. You know, 
not as important things where Janice bakes the cookies and Cookie Monster like just <laughs> <laughs> tears into them. And, and of course, Animal is like, eat my kind of fella. <laughs> that was such a great joke. It really, it Especially really was. Because even as a, I was seven when this came out and I could already figure out that, hey, there's only a small group of puppeteers who are doing all the voices of this. Right, That's right. the only reason. I mean, like Fozzie and Bert sound alike, Cookie Monster and Animal sound alike. So there's this joke. Yeah. So I was already in on that part of it. But you know what always bothered me about Cookie Monster is that he always wasted so many cookies. And I know, of course, why now. But, you know, as he's shoveling (laughs) them in his face, you know, like like just so many cookies would just be falling out. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not eating them. Right. On one hand, it's a very nice physical effect. It is, yeah. On the other hand, it's just... You're dropping a lot, man. <laughs> well, as a kid, it used to bother me because, you know, when I couldn't have a cookie, I was kind of like living vicariously through him. And <laughs> so, oh, man. So it's like, oh, man. You could have been sharing that. Yeah, I could have eaten that, dude. So there's that whole little bit. And then we get into the next segment, which is another one of my favorite. I mean, this is this whole special is really like my favorite. It's, I just, it's so hard yeah. to, to pick just one spot. But like we get into their whole Twist the Night Before Christmas uh, little play <laughs> that they put on. <laughs> and it's so great because, of course, Bert uh, doesn't want to come out because he lost the coin toss. And so now yeah. he has to play Mama. You know? <laughs> Spoiler so, alert, we might be coming back to that later. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm very uh, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, so Ernie comes out. They start doing the they start acting out the night before Christmas, and Bert comes out, and he cuts to like my another one of my favorite jokes where you know Grover comes out and he's wearing the the mouse ears. <laughs> yes. and he's got the bowl with the spoon in it, and he he makes it like a point to show that he is not stirring. <laughs> Note how the hand never touches the spoon <laughs> in his little dramatic. Loved Grover growing up. <laughs> Grover was one of my favorites, especially when he was Super Grover. Oh yeah, I used to. I actually had a stuffed Super Grover. I mean, I took that thing with me like everywhere. I mean, he was just so cool. I wish I could find. I mean, I'm sure they got to have some somewhere. Um, they do. We have mo- one. We have a newer one. Do you? Um, okay. Yeah, because yeah, mostly, uh, at least here, it's mostly just you know Elmo and. Uh, and Cookie Monster, and of course they have like the the small seven inch ones that are stuffed. Uh, and my son, when he was smaller, I mean he loved Cookie. That was his favorite, you know, like Cookie, Cookie. And <laughs> so, so we got him the Cookie Monster. We got him one with it. Uh, you know, he's got like a cookie in his hand, and he put it in his mouth, and he just oh, kind of nice. like, oh, mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice robotic kind of a thing. So he likes that, and and Elmo were like his two favorites, of course. Uh, but for me, it was always Grover, Grover and the Count. I, I always liked the Count too. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me, it was Grover, and and I had a soft spot for Ernie and Bert. Well, yeah, yeah. But we actually, my dad had some puppets from uh, the seventies of Ernie and Bert. Oh, and I had those too. They were kind of like hard rubber. Were yes. Hard? Yep. Yep. And they were hard to like move. Yeah, I had Ernie and Bert, and I think I had Roosevelt Franklin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. No, we only had Ernie and Bert. And my dad would do the voices. And so when my daughter was little, we'd call, we'd FaceTime with him and he'd like just pull it out. And he's like, Hey Bert, you know? (laughs) And uh, so he'd have like a whole little conversation and we'd call again the next day. And she's like, where's Ernie? (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, my dad would have to make up an excuse why he wasn't there or something. Like good work, dad. Now you're going to have to do that every time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, you forgot all about kids, man. (laughs) (laughs) it's been too long we grew up (laughs) yeah so they go through their play and it comes to another great sam eagle line i think it's like his only other line in the special where they reveal that santa is played by a two-headed monster and (laughs) sam eagle gives that great line there's nothing sacred i love sam the eagle because he's just this stuffy straight-laced character but he still hangs out with all the muppets yes exactly immediately is there to point out you're all weirdos but he doesn't ever leave like he's always game for whatever they're up for he always ends up going even if he doesn't know why he's there (laughs) yes it's always you get that feeling like he's always just trying to bring them up to his level and he just fails miserably (laughs) 
<laughs> except maybe with Wayne and Wanda. I don't know, but uh, yeah, wow, Wayne and Wanda. <laughs> I always remember that Wayne and Wanda. <laughs> He'd introduce them, and yeah, so th- there was that whole bit, and of course, Miss Piggy tries to make her way. I think her limo gets stuck or something, and and so she yeah got stuck in a snowbank. Yes, yeah, and so she has to take a cab, which later on also. Something also happens to it, and she gets like a whole face full of mud, I think. <laughs> yep. This is why I don't miss snow at all, because I remember having to drive through it, and it wasn't fun. One of my first jobs out of college was for a news radio station. It was the one that would call all the snow closings. So oh, wow. I would have to stay overnight in the city. It was in Philadelphia. So we would, I would have to stay in a hotel for the night, and then I would be there at 4 o'clock in the morning taking all the school closing calls. Oh, my gosh. And then when I got back to my car at the train station parking lot, it was the only one there, and the snow plows have already been through the rest of the parking lot, and there's this mountain of snow on my car. Oh, so it would take no. me an hour and a half just to clear it all off. So that you could get, get in the out. car. And so I can get home, and it was a nightmare. And I don't miss snow anymore. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. I'm from South Texas. So um, growing up, uh, the only snow we ever got was like little flurries one time when I was in high school. And I remember I was in band and, you know, it started, the flurries started. And of course, nothing happened. They didn't like stick or anything. And so, but everyone was like so excited. Whoa, it's snowing. And so we stopped playing and we like ran out. And then I didn't see snow until... I mean, years later after I had graduated college and I was living in Houston and, and then of course it snowed here a couple of times, but I mean, nothing like that, like nothing like that, you know, and most we'd get like an inch. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've been through a few blizzards and one day we'll get the kids up to see snow. That's what we keep saying. And uh, my daughter keeps begging it to happen on Christmas and uh, it just, you know, it's Texas. Yeah, that's a, it, it that's really... a tricky conversation to have. It's like, we can go up for Christmas, but... That may not happen. Yeah, exactly. My when she was a year old, saw flurries that she doesn't remember when we were up there. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, my daughter, when she was one or two, I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, there was snow for a little bit. But, I mean, it was gone right. by the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We took one picture of, like, just the three little flurries that landed on the step. And that that's all the evidence we have that you've actually seen snow. <laughs> Oh man, uh, poor baby. <laughs> but yeah, you know you're right. I yeah. I have no desire to have my car snowed in, so I'm okay. But uh, yeah, so it's like so cold that uh, the snowman comes in. And <laughs> can I come in and warm up? Yeah. Oh, that part was great. <laughs> so, but then, so finally, you know, Kermit's like ready to go to to listen to their bit, and Statler and Waldorf end up are there somehow. Yeah, I, they weren't. I don't know how they got there, but you know, it's just Muppet magic kind of a thing. I guess they they traveled by map. <laughs> to yeah, get there. that's it. Yeah, they come and visit me every Christmas. You weren't supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so they would have showed up, and what? She just wouldn't have been there. I guess. I guess not. I'm just like, oh, all right, back home we go. <laughs> oh, oh man, can you even imagine? They'd started like how much more would they have taken that out on Fozzie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. They'd find oh. a way to make it his fault. Yeah, for real, exactly. Hey, Fozzie! Yes, Mr. Snowman! Did you hear about the church that burned down? Holy smoke! <laughs> <laughs> that was our best joke. But uh, so so they step on his jokes like all, the, you know, they're doing their thing. They step on his jokes, uh, you know, the holy smoke bit and, uh, <laughs> and all that. Uh, and then, of course, I might be doing this part later. But uh, oh, right. <laughs> so they're doing all this. And, of course, the snowman starts to melt. And they're not killing it the way they killed it outside. So the snowman decides, you know, he's going to go wait out on the porch. And that's when we get into the Swedish chef and Big Bird bit. Yeah. And it's like this really sweet thing where, you know, the Swedish chef, he's, he's like ready to, to cook Big Bird. But Big Bird, being who he is, is like, oh, I, you know, I bet you miss your family. Oh, that's terrible, Big Bird. But anyway, you know, <laughs> you know he's, he's like, you're from Sweden. I, you know, I'm away from your family. I bet probably miss them and you get lonely. And so here I made you some uh, 
was it, it was a chocolate, chocolate bird, seed. bird seed that's what it was yeah <laughs> breakfast of champions and yeah yes exactly when you know what i'm actually kind of curious to see what it tastes like so am i <laughs> <laughs> Every time they would yes, have it, like, you know, it looked yeah. like it might be good as like a cereal or something. Yes, exactly. Just pour some milk on it and just yep, kind of it'll be fine. Exactly. Maybe add some strawberries. I don't know. So yeah, this this chef is like like so touched that he decides he's only going to serve shredded wheat and cranberry sauce, yeah. which happens to be Big Bird's favorite. So of course. <laughs> oh man. So that that disaster is kind of averted right there. And so Doc decides he's going to go check for Miss Piggy and he leaves. And then that's when we get the Fraggles, right? I think. Yes. Robin think calls next. him down to the basement. I think I found a Fraggle hole. Can we go explore it? So in they go. It happens to be a frog sized hole in Fozzie's basement. <laughs> Naturally, you know, we all have uh, <laughs> frog sized holes in our basements. Well, I'm from Texas. We don't have basements, yeah, but we still, don't have basements. I had a rat-sized <laughs> hole in my garage, but we patched that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have checked it for Fraggles first. Yeah. Anyway, no, so just outside, so yeah, if they were in there, they hid very well. Very well, yeah. Maybe just doozer size, but maybe. Uh, so yeah, they 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 find the Fraggles, and of course, it's it's the main ones: Wembley and Moki and Gobo and Red and you know Boober. all them. Bo- uh, Boober is that his name? Boober. Boober. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Fraggle Rock. And they show them like their own special holiday where they kind of pass around this one stone. And they said it's been passed around 37 times. 37 times. So what they do mention that, you know, last year I gave it to him and the year before that I gave it to them. So does that mean it's been passed around 37 years? I think so. See, because... Um... But then later, you know, like she gives it to Boober, but then he, right away he gives it to yeah, so Robin. Maybe, maybe so, not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Years. Yeah. Because that's another thing that always made me wonder. Like, huh, is it really 37 years? But then they just pass it on multiple times there. But anyway, no. so, you know, they, they teach him their game. They, they tell them a little bit, like very briefly about Christmas. And, uh, you know, so then and they go back. And, of course, they, they sing that pass it on song, which I love. But it's also very out of place in this special, you know? It's out of place in this special. It's not at all out of place in Fraggle Rock. Yes. It's a very Fraggle Rock song. It's definitely, yeah, it's um, definitely a Fraggle song. But fun. it just, with all the other Christmas and, like, the standards and everything, it just feels odd, you know? It is, but I'm glad it's there. Like, I've made it a standard in my house. I have it on our Christmas mix that we put on every year. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. La, 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 la. La 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 Pass it on when it's nice and bright and it brings delight. Let your heart choose right. Gotta pass it on. So, and I'll talk about it later when we get to it. But that big medley at the end, like I ended up ripping that, and and so that's like a standard that we always. I mean, we got to play that, you know, it's like what, like seven minutes long or something, but something like that. Yeah. So we, we listen to that whole medley uh, Mm -hmm. every Christmas, which is nice. So yeah, they, they come back and that's when uh, Doc arrives with Piggy. And of course Doc is dressed like a Mountie and, and I love how, again, it's kind of like this whole meta thing, like you're saying where, you know, he's like, I can't explain it. She just had this costume, you know, it's like they actually talk to it. You know, they, they actually refer to it. A whole dog sled with a whole fleet of dogs. And, Classic piggy. Uh, yeah, and Kermit's just like, uh, she knows how to make an entrance. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> it's like, it's a good boyfriend. Just don't ask questions. <laughs> so, are they boyfriend or you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, or are they married here? Oh, uh, mm. I think they're just dating because then, because then that Muppet yeah, show. They, I mean, that's the running gag with Kermit and Miss Piggy. If you've ever seen Kermit on a talk show, he always kind of skirts the issue. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, my brother actually got to sing with the Muppets. Uh, what? Yeah. He was wow. doing a thing with like the New York, uh, uh, one of the New York choirs, maybe their pops or something like that. Oh, and my uh, so he actually got to sing with them, which is really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I was so, so jealous. It's like, ah, oh, I want to meet the Muppets so bad. That's like, you got to put that on your resume. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure. If not, get it on there. 
Yes, exactly. So then they go into that whole big carol sing, and that's where it gets into like the real happy holiday, happy holiday, happy holiday, happy holiday. May the calendar keep ringing happy holidays to you. Happy holiday. You know, those old timey Christmas specials where you know you're all just kind of sitting around singing singing songs, you know. And I think they even say it's like our the annual you know carol sing. Annual carol sing. Yep. And of course then uh, Kermit and Piggy or Kermit gives Piggy her present, which is uh, Maureen the Mink. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> and you know, Piggy's like excited because it's a mink, but oh no, it's it's really a mink. <laughs> An actual mink. Why ships the ground you walk on? That's a great bit. I it really had is. that explained to me as a child. It's like no people would wear it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's they. You know they they just have these play on words and all these these cool little gags that that uh, they just kill every time. Of course, Doc shows up and Santa Claus gives out presents, but then we get to the the biggest cameo, which is Jim Henson himself. Uh, they seem to be having a good time. I like it when they have a good time. Let's let's get these dishes done, which seems like a very Jim Henson thing, you know? Like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm glad that's going well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take care of this part now. Yeah, he says, I like it when they have a good time. Yeah. I love the suit he's wearing. He's got this like it's almost like a Zubaz pants pattern jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> it's a very jim henson style suit he would always wear stuff like that is it tweed it might be tweed i don't know but uh, if it was then it yeah it looked like it yeah and so then of course it kind of ends that's the whole special there it's Mm -hmm. uh i really wish i had grown up watching it and not just caught like the ending because i think it uh it just would have made me love the muppets even more you know Uh, well i mean it's it's good that you've discovered this if you discovered it as a young adult, great. So it, you you still can make that an annual thing. There are so many things that I hadn't watched as a kid that I'm just discovering now. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. But half of the Rankin-Bass specials I have not seen as a kid. Oh. We just recorded an episode recently on the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. <laughs> oh, that is special that but yeah, it makes no now, sense it's in the rotation now because it's just something that i have to watch this is this is my wheelhouse yeah yeah same here i mean that one is odd and rankin bass is already odd but that one i mean even for rankin bass that one makes no sense it i mean it's <laughs> you should interview uh he's a friend of mine rick goldschmidt the official uh, rankin bass biographer oh, he's, he's the one that wrote the um the that enchanted world of Rankin Bass. Yeah. He he wrote those books, uh, the making of Rudolph uh, the Red Nosed Reindeer, uh, making okay. of Santa Claus is coming to town. I think he's got one of Frosty that came out, the Arthur Rankin scrapbook. Wow. Um, there's another one. Uh, I think there's one on Mad Monster Party. So he's got oh. several books on them, and uh, they're really cool. They're really cool yeah. books. I know on one of your episodes, uh, your your guest was talking about the enchanted world of Rankin Bass. Well, that's by him. Yeah, okay. it's on it's on their twenty uh, their I think it's like the fifth version or something, fifth edition, twentieth right. anniversary special. But Very yeah, that's something you should check out. He's a cool guy. Okay. He comes to a lot of like conventions and things like that, and I think you'd enjoy nice. it. Yeah, but. Anyway, I'm hoping to get him on the show. Uh, we're eventually going to talk about Rudolph because, you know, they showed it in the 80s, so I'm counting it. But, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> they all count. They all count, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to ask, if you can, what is your hap, hap, happiest memory of this special? Ironically, it's watching it during the summer. Really? My mom used to offer daycare in our home, and one of the younger kids latched on to this specific special and asked nice. to watch Muppet Family Christmas constantly over the summer, and I was totally on board every time. Heck yeah. Uh, but as an adult and as a father, I usually put this special starting either Thanksgiving or Black Friday because that's when we put up our tree. Yeah, same here. Black Friday. This past year, because uh, this was the first year I've working at the Christmas store, we couldn't put it up on Black Friday, so we ended up having to put it up on Thanksgiving night. But this is yeah. uh, this is definitely one that at least my memory, my happiest memory, is watching it with my my daughter for the first time. 
you know, the oldest. And I mean, she just loved it. So uh, the other day, actually, it was about a week ago, because, you know, my wife's a teacher, so she's been teaching from home and I had to watch the little ones, the one-year-old and the three-year-old. And so the other day I just thought, hey, let's watch it. So we just put it on and of course the one-year-old, she's one, so she was just kind of all over the place. But the three-year-old was just, <laughs> yeah. you know, sitting there just with his eyes wide open watching it. So I mean, it was just, it was fun getting to share that with them. So yeah, uh, that was my happiest memories. Very nice. <laughs> so now we come to the part of the show, which is always my favorite. This is what I like to call gag me with the spoon. This is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the show. Uh, for me, I'm going to say right now, this was like ridiculously hard to pick a spot. It so was. I, I ended up just picking a spot that I thought I could do best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I might have cheated at my own game, but that's okay. okay. Now, uh, I will let you as the guest go first, just kind of set up the scene for us. And uh, then you take it away. And the winner will get a uh, totally rad Christmas sticker, unless I win, in which case I get nothing. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I can just grab my own sticker. But... Listeners, uh, if you want to uh, write my name in the comments, I tell you what, I will send you a sticker as well. So, <laughs> hey. Hey, but uh, let's see, let's let's check this out. All right, go ahead, good sir. It was very hard to pick a least favorite part of this, but I went with poor Bert having to wear a nightgown for the night before Christmas pageant. So I'm going to do my best, Ernie here. <laughs> okay. Come on, Bert. Somebody had to play Mama, and you lost the toss. Oh, that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. It's gonna be better than mine. I so I ended up going with Statler and Waldorf when they're heckling uh, <laughs> and they're heckling Fozzie. <clears throat> Let's see if I can do this. All right. These two comics were made for each other. Hmm? The snowman's ice cold and the bear's not so hot. <laughs> oh, they're just they're so good. Those guys have always been my favorites. <laughs> Who was it? I'm glad someone thought to add those. Yes. I think, it, I mean, it still would have been great, but I I think it would have just been missing that little something if they hadn't showed up, you know? Yeah. Which comic was it during this the their run? It was a comedian that showed up. Uh, it was during one of the, I think season two, maybe. And he shows Fozzie how to, like, heckle the hecklers. Do you remember that one? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's... Oh, it's right in the tip of my tongue. We're going to have to look this up. Yeah, that's going to bug me. And so he's, yeah, he's, you know, he, he's like, okay, go for the jugular. And he even, you know, <laughs> he like, <laughs> and of course, Statler and Waldorf are like, oh. Is oh. it Steve Martin? Is that who it was? Maybe. Possibly. Uh, I don't remember. It's going to come. I'm going to have to like watch all them now. <laughs> Well, that's okay. I can definitely, I can definitely sit through uh, Muppet shows again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was one. That's one I had to introduce to my kids later because when I tried to show my daughter the Muppet show early on, she just spent the whole episode going, "Where's Kermit?" Yeah, yeah. I and you know, it's it's kind of a hard sell because it is in that variety show format, and uh, yeah. there's not really like a through line very often, right? <laughs> um, and then, just like some of the other Muppet things, there's a lot of uh, a lot more adult humor in the show than I remembered. Yeah, right. I didn't remember yeah. that uh, growing up. I just, you know, like, haha, you know, Muppaphones all went over my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I just like the Muppaphones getting hit on the head. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. So, uh, GI Joe. You know, they taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half of the battle is? Uh, keeping a cool head and also having a costume ready for your transportation when he arrives. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> I, I almost said that exact same thing. <laughs> oh. And and I put it, I, I have it as a backup because I thought you were going to say this thing here, which is the other half of the battle is to be careful of the icy pads. <laughs> <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> so, so I kept that as a backup. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, mine. The, my backup was always have a spare mounting uniform in case you're ever rescued during a snowstorm. But yeah. <laughs> totally red. Welcome back with chatting with the littles. I'm here with little number one, my Hi. almost eight year old daughter. Uh, do you remember Muppet Family Christmas? Yes and no. Yes and no. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, what do you remember most about it? 
The Kermit Mrs. Mrs. Piggy. The Kermit Mrs. Mrs. Piggy, yes. And then Miss Piggy is doing poses while she's talking on the phone. <laughs> That's true. It's at her photo shoot. Who's your favorite Muppet? Um, Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah? Why? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's a good reason. Oh, man. Anything else you want to tell me about your Muppets or the Muppet Family Christmas? Mm, I don't really know what I would say if I did, but I don't have anything to say. <laughs> well, that's okay. All right. Well, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Totally red. Oh, man. Mike, it's been great talking with you. Um, thanks for Same. coming on. What the... What do you want to plug? Uh, easiest way you can find me is on Twitter. I'm at Fall West Mike. My podcast is called The Advent Calendar House. It's a salute to all holiday specials, but mostly the Christmas ones. And it'll be back July 1st, counting down to Christmas in July. And that's at adventcalendar.house. Right on. Yeah, you definitely check it out. It's funny. His, uh, his guests are always amazing. And it's just something that um, now I really look forward to. So um, can't wait, man. It's gonna be fun. So again, thanks for coming on. And let me say, I like it when they have a good time. But tell you what, somebody would have to do something about these dishes, Sprocket. Oof. Come on, I'll wash you dry. Okay. Okay, and while we're doing that, check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're so inclined, leave us a review and get your name entered in our first rad contest for a chance to win some cool swag from the Christmas store where I work. Don't forget to vote, guys. Later, dudes. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Yeah. Jingle bells chime in jingle bell time. Ooh. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. Rah! In the frosty air. What a bright time, it's the right time to rock the night away. Away! Jingle bell time is the swell time to go gliding in a one horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle around the clock. Mix and dingle in a jingle and beat. That's the jingle bell rock. To make your own Muppet. Puppet. Puppet. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. The challenge for this week is to make your own puppet. Later, dudes and dudettes.